What's going on? Welcome to the 4-1 Wheat Weekly Wheaties, episode number 10. Today we're going to talk about how to be frugal when you're buying technology online. Now, when I say frugal, that is not a derogatory term. It's nothing rude to the person who calls themselves frugal. I consider myself a frugal purchaser whenever I buy certain things. Some things I'm not necessarily frugal. I'll go in and I'll spend the most amount of money on whatever the the thing is and buy the best one that I can at that time. But there's always a time and a place for that. Any other time, I would argue we want to be as frugal as we can because the more frugal we are in the long run, the more we can buy with our money and the longer our money will last us. So in general, well, let's back up for a second. A few weeks ago, I I talked about what type of laptop should I buy. And I didn't mention like when to buy the laptop. Because sometimes of the year are better times to buy it. But I don't always consider like timing of the year in this case either. In general, to me, the best time to buy any type of technology is waiting until the last minute. The last possible time you would need to purchase that product whatever it might be and then at that point buy the most you can afford so i mentioned with the laptops you need to dictate what your budget is and spend your budget that doesn't mean if your budget's a thousand dollars go spend a thousand dollars including tax like down to the penny you want to spend as much as you can up to that budget sometimes you might go a little bit over but the argument is you want to spend Or you want to wait till the last possible minute you could buy whatever that product is for whatever the need might be and spend as much as you can within the reason of what your budget allows, right? I don't want you to say, okay, my budget's $1,000, but I can afford three grand, so let's go spend three grand on a a laptop. That's not the point here. Um, We're we're in the month of July. At the timing of this video posting, we, we will have just witnessed Amazon Prime Day and the the prime sales every summer they do that different websites offer certain sales obviously black friday is a big selling day cyber monday for electronics generally speaking Uh, president's day july 4th you, you name it a holiday there's always a sale but when are those sales and you never know if the company's going to offer those sales at, at the same time back to school day sale would be coming up here in august and september but not every company always does those. So I don't want you to wait for those sales specifically just because you think something may or may not go on sale. There are a ton of apps that do this. Uh, one of them specifically in my app pick is called Honey, but another one is called Camel Camel Camel, and it's more so a website than an app. At least I don't think there's an app. Might be mistaken. But Camel, Camel, Camel allows you to track prices of products over time. So you can go look at a certain product and see what it costs. Even, I think it goes far back more than one or two years. The problem is, if you want to buy the the newest and the greatest, it's not going to have historical data for that, right? So then you have to ask yourself, okay, would you be okay buying something used? There's multiple schools of thought on buying used products um i'm not against it typically i don't like buying something used from an individual 
unless I might know that individual, should there be a major issue with it. For instance, if you get an Apple product and it's locked to their iCloud account, you're, you're stuck with it unless you can get back in touch with that person and have them help you fix it, right? But if you buy it off of somebody on Facebook or Craigslist, even eBay in some cases, you don't always have that option. Apple's has a refurbished site. They have an outlet site. Amazon has an outlet site. They sell refurbished products on Amazon. Best Buy sells refurbished. If you still have a Best Buy lo location close to you that has an in-store option, I know a lot of Best Buys are going to curbside pickup only or potentially using them as more like warehouse storage. But if you do have an, a store where you can go inside, if you can purchase an open boxed item, from Best Buy, they typically come with the same types of warranties or deals that new new products come with. Have no problem with those. Have known many people over the years to buy those and have had great luck. So that's an option if you want to buy used. That's a good, easy way to be frugal. Um, we, I talked with the laptops about minimum specs. Sometimes only buy what you need is good for now, but a few years down the road, you might have a change of process or need it to do something else and now it can't. Personally, I had that issue. If y'all read my blog post about me coming over to the quote-unquote dark side and purchasing a MacBook, when I purchased my MacBook, I didn't buy the cheapest at the time, but I obviously didn't buy the most expensive. I bought what I was willing to spend and what my budget allowed at that time when I needed that product. Flash forward two years now, this same laptop I purchased doesn't meet the need of what I need currently. So here I am, I find myself in the market again for a new product. It kind of works for what I need, but time is money. And if I'm using it to do something and it takes a lot of time, or I need that to do something else, I have some issues there. So maybe look to see, do you want to spend a little bit more money to future-proof yourself? Or did your job change and now you need something to, to do another process that you didn't do before? What's your budget allow for that? So there's always things to weigh whenever you're trying to decide how much money is it going to save you depending on what you're going to use this item for. I talk about laptops, but it's very well just as much for TVs. Do you want to spend $3,000 on a TV that's going to last 15 years? Or... Do you only want to spend a couple hundred and then in two or three years maybe upgrade to a newer version because you wanted to use that one in a different room or sell it or donate it to a family member or a friend, right? That's always an option too. Like just a few days ago, I was talking to a friend who wanted to buy a TV and he said it's going to go outside, but he didn't want to spend a lot of money. I'm in the same boat there or I've been in that boat. And I've had other people ask me about that too. They make TVs just for outside because specifically here in Louisiana, it's very humid. Even in the winter, it can get humid. It rains a lot too, right? So even if your TV is covered, even if it has a cover over it, even if it's in a cabinet, if your TV is living outside, the humidity can get to it and basically fry the components of it. So then you have to look at, okay, well, depending on where I purchase this, is there certain warranties or can I buy an extended warranty that might protect it no matter what? 
for so many years. And if that's okay when I upgrade in that many years anyway, then that's that's the deal, right? So rather than spend $1,000 on a, on a TV, you might spend $400 or $500, including a warranty that lasts you even three, four, five years. And then three or four or five years, you spend another three, four, five hundred dollars on a newer TV with the same warranty that goes in the same place. And you might even have a newer TV. So like right now, the big thing is 4K, right? And some TVs you can buy with 6K or 8K. But technology changes so much, we all we almost don't know what's gonna come in three, four, five, six, seven years. And TVs typically last a long time. If you buy the right laptop, it might last a, lot, a long time. So the, the whole thing with price versus how long do we want it to last? Do we want to be future-proofing ourselves for something that might come up that we don't even know about? A lot of times now we're dealing with phones and laptops where the, the operating systems update so much that an app can no longer work. And if you need that app for business reasons, for instance, or let's say, I'll use a, an example for myself. I have security cameras at home that have a computer app that if my computer were upgraded to the newer version of the OS, that app will no longer work anymore. So then I have to weigh, okay, do I want to be able to see my security cameras on my laptop or Am I okay upgrading my laptop to something else and only using my iPad to view my security cameras? Or purchase another item that, that might can do two functions as opposed to one function. Again, do you want to buy two, two inexpensive devices or one expensive device that can do the same thing? And that's a decision you kind of have to make on your own without talking specifics through. It's hard to tell case by case because... There's so many different nuances in technology nowadays, especially with the hardware and software and all these apps. Things just go crazy, right? So cord cutting, I talked about that. Well, if you have, let's say, YouTube TV, for example, well, that, this might have changed now, but at the time, you couldn't get YouTube TV on a Fire Stick. You had to watch it through either an Xbox or a Roku. I don't even think they had it for Apple TV at some point. So that can completely change the, the way you watch TV. Because if you watch TV on nothing but Fire Sticks, and then now you're switching to YouTube TV, well, you might have to completely change your streaming devices, and that might dictate the decision you make. So sometimes our decisions we make with hardware dictate software, dictate subscriptions that we have, like uh, Disney Plus might not be offered, or Hulu might not be offered. Whatever streaming service you, you've purchased might not work on this new hardware you've, you've purchased, for example. So we also want to be frugal in that sense, in that we don't want to buy something just to do something else. But sometimes it makes sense to upgrade. Sometimes it makes sense to be a little bit more frugal, and even with the, the quality. So going back to TVs for a second, back when smart TVs were coming out, to quote-unquote buy a smart TV, it would cost, let's say, $100 more in order to do that. Well, if you spend an extra $100 in order to only get smart TV features, my argument is that's a waste because 
generally speaking, smart TVs, their Wi-Fi cards that connect to your, your, your Wi-Fi in your house to stream all of these apps is going to be less quality than what you would get on, let's say, a Roku or a Fire Stick or an Apple TV. The apps that are built for these smart TVs aren't updated as much as they are for the Fire Sticks and the Rokus and whatnot. So there's two strikes against you right there. You might be buying a TV that's going to last for 10 years, but two years down the road, your app no longer functions because the smart TV part of it is so slow, you can't run the app you need. Or the app hasn't been updated and you're missing out on new features. So be careful there even when buying something as, as simple as a TV, right? You just go look and you go, oh, there's the best TV on the market. I'll spend the money because it's going to last me 10 years. I have no need to buy any other devices to go along with this. And that's an issue I've ran into a couple times where you can literally go spend $40, $50 on the 4K Fire Stick or the, the 4K Roku and the processors in those devices, the Wi-Fi devices or the Wi-Fi cards built into those are night and day over TVs. And then on top of that, you can buy the Ethernet adapters so you can get hardwire, which is better than wireless. So sometimes, again, like I'm talking, just think about your process and what you're buying this device to do. I talked about laptops. If you're only using it to browse Facebook, why not buy an iPad? Or why not buy a, a Samsung tablet, right? Or some type of touchscreen that can do more than what you just need for, for Facebook. You might say, okay, well, I really want a keyboard. Chromebook. Chromebooks work really great for, for that just as well. And they're a quarter of the price of typical laptops. So what's your process? What's your budget? What are you actually going to be using this thing for? Are you okay buying used? I didn't mention this, but if you like to buy used Apple products, I have had good luck with a website called MacOfAllTrades.com. And you can also use that website for, not price gouging, um, price checking prices. Because if you want to sell something, that's a, a good website that typically keeps up with what the price is or the going price for used devices. You, you could also use that trick for Amazon. What, what's this laptop selling used on Amazon? What's the equivalent? And that's how you could price it whenever you were to sell it to, to friends or family members if you want to help somebody out. You can save them on fees and shipping. You could be getting just as much money. You could be saving them money. So it's a win-win, right? Um, yeah. So do y'all have any hacks on buying used devices or being frugal? Um, I talked about Camel, Camel, Camel. Woot. I, I mentioned Woot a lot because I frequent Woot to buy products. They sell refurbished, used, and new, new things. And then Honey. Uh, I'll mention, or I'll do a walkthrough with Honey on the app pick video, but Honey is a plugin and an app that allows you to see if there's any coupons for when you're going to buy a device. There's tons of other websites that do that. Retail Me Not's a, a popular one, but that one's basically you, you got to keep up with what works and what doesn't, and you have to manually go enter a lot of those codes, and a lot of those codes are going to be included on Honey as well, but... There's tons of resources out there for you to buy used and inexpensive devices. Generally speaking, if you're going to spend top dollar, or I'm sorry, if you're going to buy something brand new, like it's just released, you're going to spend top dollar and you're not going to get a lot of discounts. So you have to keep that in mind whenever you are buying your, your tech. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. 
I, I love looking up deals and finding out what hardware can work for, for something else. One of my, I'll leave y'all with this. One of my favorite tricks is for more, it's more for new parents than anyone else, but baby monitors typically cost like two, three hundred dollars. You can get some for a couple hundred, I mean, for like closer to one hundred dollars, but that's still pretty expensive for something that's only going to be used for like, let's say nine months, maybe a year at the most. Something I suggest to use instead of baby monitors, if you want to watch a newborn in a crib, for example, or even your fur babies, is to get security cameras. You can purchase security cameras like the Ring outdoor camera or indoor camera. Those are going to be the, the like the Amazon branded ones, but you can buy um, Wise is a popular brand. Zmodo is a pretty inexpensive popular brand. And even if you only do video camera and they don't do audio, you can get a $15 audio only baby monitor to where you can have the audio on your desk and then the app through your phone can, can pull it up for video. And you might say, yeah, Garrett, that works. But if I want to see video really quickly, it doesn't always happen. The apps can be slow and I get that too. So I have another hack. You can purchase a Kindle Fire tablet. It's an Android tablet, or you can repurpose an older iPad if you're in the Apple universe and have those plugged in constantly or run on battery, just like the, the baby monitors do. And you can it'd be multi-purpose. So not only is it a baby monitor for you, but you can use that same tablet to do something else. That can be your Facebook device, for example. So there's ways of using technology to do different things for us based on what our workflow is and what our hope for this product is. To where you can stay frugal, you can repurpose items, you can use them to do something they're not intended to do. Um, one of my favorite personal hacks that I do, I have an original iPad mini. It's the first gen. It's literally worth like 20 or $30. It stays in my closet ma master bathroom area and it stays plugged in 24-7, and it runs an app 24-7 that stays on the screen that shows the clock, the date, and the current weather. So every day when I walk past it, I can see what time it is, what's the day of the week, if it's a Monday or a Tuesday, for example, what's the date, like what month and date are we in, and what's the current weather outside. So I don't even have to go outside, I don't even have to look at the window, I don't have to open my phone, Boom, there's everything I need in one app. On an old iPad that would, let's face it, be thrown away or recycled back to Apple for next to nothing. And here I am, I can repurpose it for something else. You could, I've seen people use those as old photo frames. So you literally just have a slideshow of pictures going to it. And you can make the pictures pull from a Google Drive or an Apple iCloud shared library. So you and your, your housemates, your partner, your spouse, whoever you, you share a home with can upload pictures to the same folder so everybody can see the same pictures, which is pretty cool too. So yeah, there's tons of ways to do that. Maybe I'll do another video series on tech hacks on how to repurpose devices for something you've never heard of. But those are two of my favorite. I promise, I told you it was just gonna be one. So sorry for lying. Um, anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. See ya.